Little honeybees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop in black gang candy stripes. Look at them loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table. Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table, a show dedicated to the people of our region who produce, prepare, and preserve our regional foods and agricultural products. This is your hostess, Amy Campbell. The song that you just heard was sung by East Tennessee's own. Emmy Sunshine. She's from Madisonville, Tennessee. And I've seen a few pictures from Emmy Sunshine's Facebook post where she was just recently over at Merle Fest. And it looks like she had herself a big old time performing over there. Real proud of that young lady. And today on the program, we're setting the table today with a Garden Day event, a segment about morel mushrooms from Fred Sossman up at East Tennessee State University, along with a delicious recipe for fried morel mushrooms. Mary Constantine remembers the Saltville Centennial Cookbook brought to us from the Appalachian Food Summit people. Mary is going to share with us a recipe from that old-fashioned cookbook from Sarah Ann Greer McIntyre and her old-timey pound cake and some good old-fashioned gospel music from the queen of country music herself, Miss Kitty Wells. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is an honor to have your good company. We visit this morning with the good people of St. Andrew's Episcopal Church, located in Maryville, Tennessee. They host an annual event called Garden Day. This event takes place Saturday, May 7th, beginning at 8 a.m., and 100% of the proceeds go to four different charities that address serious needs in our community. They are Habitat for Humanity, Good Neighbors, Family Promise, and Community Food Connection. This is not a religious event, and everyone is welcome, and there is also no charge for this event. One of the more famous featured speakers that will be at Garden Day is seed-saving evangelist John Koigendahl. Let's join Jessica, Steve, and Louise from St. Andrews who give us the details about this event now. So Garden Day is the name of the event. Um, And what is the date and the time again of this event? Garden Day is May 7th, which is the Saturday before Mother's Day. So it's a Mm -hmm. month before Father's Day. Lots of good things for dads available too. Yes. But the doors open at 8 o'clock and we have things going on until 5 o'clock that day. The Mm -hmm. silent auction begins at what time? Uh, The silent auction is 8 to 1230. Mm -hmm. It's in the same room as the lunch, which starts at noon. So if you're here and you're not, you don't want to go to the lunch, but you have something you really want up there, you can fill out a card 
It says, keep my bid going for me. And a volunteer will keep bidding to the maximum bid that you have said. Oh, okay. So, nice. Yeah. Well, we do have some special guests coming. We want to be sure we mention yes. uh, you being one of them. We're so happy to have you to have oh. a table that day. And yes. we've got the Blunt County Master Gardeners who will be here. And Stephen Taylor, who is a teacher at Clayton Bradley Academy, will be here with some of his students to talk about sustainable agriculture. We are so excited about that. They'll be here the whole day. Okay. Eight okay. to one. And we've got uh, music inside with uh, Candace Armstrong and Stu Hammond. And then the Maryville Junior High Orchestra will play outside. And they'll be here from 9 to noon. And they are wonderful. That's so good. The grounds and everything also open at 8 o'clock. And they're open until 1 for shopping. There's no charge to come in. Anybody can come in and look. Um, We have a bake sale, which is delicious and you can buy your goodies for your Mother's Day celebration. Plant sale, which we have gotten plants from William Blount High School, their program. And it's just great that these kids get so excited about doing that. And for them to, you know, share their plants with us is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And of course we have so many talented people here at St. Andrews. We have the potters and the quilters who, you know, put things in our sale. Um our garden market mm-hmm. outside with everything you could possibly think of home decor wise. Uh, we've got fairy gardens that are just adorable. We've got a bicycle even in it this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Honey Rock Herb Farm is going to be here selling their wares. And you also have lecturers. Who are those people? The first lecturer is David Montgomery, and he's an adjunct professor at UT Knoxville. He's also a gifted landscape architect, and he has also donated um, an evaluation of a home um, for our silent auction. Um, But he describes himself as a horticultural humorist, and um, he's going to be um, discussing everything from He's originally from East Tennessee, and he's going to be discussing um, East Tennessee terms involving horticulture. Um, and he says that he just has a kind of a quirky way of presenting things. And then, of course, Mr. Quickendall is, we have to have him here every year. Um, he's been, this is his fourth year that I'm aware of, and he is um, coming back, and I think he just has a permanent place Good. as our lecturer. And those two speakers, the first one is at 9 a.m. and the second at 10.30 a.m. Good thing. And now, is there a admission charge to attend those lectures? No, no. Okay. Um, the only thing that costs anything that day is the luncheon. There's a limited number of tickets available. You can call the church office, 983-3512 for tickets. Everything else, you just show up and enjoy. Garden tours, those are two to five? Can people just show up and just go on that alone? Yes, of course. If they come by here first, we have maps available beginning here at the church to take you, to lead you from one to the other to the other. And they are in a specific order for a reason. Um, and we, we don't give those out ahead of time because we don't want people getting sneak peeks, but I can tell you that they are all three very different. They are already looking amazing. One even has trains running through it. It's so unique. Definitely worth the driving. <laughs> If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table Radio Show and Podcast. After the short break, we'll hear a little bit more about this upcoming Garden Day event. 
Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes in part from Magpie's Bakery in downtown North Knoxville, just one block off Broadway on North Central Street. Magpie's Bakery can accommodate most budgets and styles, from a simple rustic barn dance with pies, cookies, and cupcakes, to a country club affair with a custom creation. Magpie's West is now open on Bearden Hill, right inside the Village Exchange. That's just east of Calhoun's a convenient pickup location for special orders and a variety of fresh baked goods daily, and pie day on Fridays. Orders can be taken in person at both locations or by phone. Operating hours 12 to 5, Monday through Friday. Magpies.com. All butter, all the time. Let's return to our conversation about Garden Day, coming up May 7th at St. Andrew's Episcopal Church in Maryville, Tennessee. They're going to tell us who are the people that will benefit from the proceeds of this event. Garden Day is about St. Andrews finding a way to give back to our community and to involve as many people as possible in that process. And we have a great time doing it, and we help a lot of people. Louise, you want to tell them who it's going to this year? We have four outreach ministries that we support. And our first one is Family Promise. Family Promise has been active in um, Blunt County about seven or eight years now. Mm -hmm. And it's a a coordination of a group of churches that help to provide housing for um, homeless families um, and to keep them together while they're trying to work their way out of their particular situation. The second is Community Food Connection of Blount County. It was established in 1991 here in Blount County. It was born when a group of churches and concerned citizens and the Blount County Ecumenical Action Council decided to pool their resources and organize what was a, a group of food pantries and put it in one place. They average helping 6,000 people every month. We also support Blunt County Habitat for Humanity. Blunt County Habitat for Humanity was founded in 1992 here in Blunt County. We work with the organization to provide financial assistance so that they can give housing um, to folks who have qualified. They all, these folks who have qualified also put in an incredible amount of sweat equity into building their own homes. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. And um, our last organization that we support is Good Neighbors. I'm going to hand this one to Jessica. Good Neighbors does a large variety of things, but the biggest thing is a lot of people aren't in crisis yet. They're on the edge of crisis, and Good Neighbors keeps them from going over the edge. They may be doing their very best and just need a little hand up, not a hand out, and that is what Good Neighbors does very well. And they are funded entirely by local area churches, the Ecumenical Action Council, once again, United Way, and other civic groups in Blount County that are all so tied together just to take care of the people here in this county. So when people hear about this and want to come or get their lunch ticket, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, They can contact the church office at our phone number, 983-3512. We have a Facebook page, St. Andrew's Garden Day. Mm -hmm. It's got, you know, all the updated information, event schedule, everything. Um, they can get my email address off of there as well. Okay. And you can always find information about all of our interviews at tennesseefarmtable.com. Just look for the link that says listen to the show. 
I've made show notes with links to all of our weekly guests. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Tennessee Farm Table today. If you've missed some of the show or you know someone who might enjoy the show, you can listen to the show on your schedule three different ways. Always at our website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. Just look for the link that says listen to the show. You can listen on your phone, your tablet, or your computer at any time. Also, you can go to iTunes, search for the Tennessee Farm Table, and you'll find a full list of our shows. In addition, if you go to WDVX.com, you'll find an archive feature, and they post the last two weeks of programming. While you're there, perhaps you might want to make a tax-deductible donation to WDVX.com. They are our media partner, and they bring this to the radio waves. Thank you so much. This is John Waters, agriculture teacher at Heritage High School in Blount County, Tennessee, and you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. And now, let's hear from our friend, Fred Sossman. He's a food historian and teacher of Appalachian Foodways at East Tennessee State University in Johnson City. We like to call the segment of this show, Season's Eatings. They're called molly moochers in West Virginia, hickory chickens in Kentucky, and dry land fish in Virginia and Tennessee. Morel mushrooms are highly prized gifts of springtime. Their honeycomb-like appearance is unmistakable. In this region, colors range from light tan to dark brown. They do especially well in poplar thickets and apple orchards and spring up suddenly among the decaying root systems of trees. Foragers should act quickly, though. Not only do humans treasure morels, so do white-tailed deer and wild turkeys. To fry dry land fish in the style of the Appalachian Mountains, wash a mess of morels in a bowl of cool salt water for about an hour. A mess, of course, is an indefinite measurement enough to feed your family or anyone else who happens by. For this recipe, though, let's say about eight cups of morels if you're lucky enough to find that many. Drain and dry them, slice the larger ones in half, make an egg wash with four large eggs, a half a cup of buttermilk, and salt and pepper to taste. Separately, mix together two and a half cups of cornmeal and one and a half cups of all-purpose flour in a wide, shallow bowl or plate. Heat a cup of butter and a cup of oil or bacon grease in a cast iron skillet. Dip the morels in the egg wash and then in the cornmeal flour mixture. Fry in the butter and oil until the coating is crispy and golden brown. Drain on paper towels and serve. When you fry them this way, you'll quickly understand one of the reasons they are often called dry land fish. Morel mushrooms are mountain delicacies that reward the instinctual human desire to hunt in the forest. And morels illustrate one of nature's many ironies, that out of dampness and decay, life and sustenance emerge in the spring. For the Tennessee Farm Table, I'm Fred Sausman. 
Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes to you in part by Kenner Tree Care, family owned and operated out of Louisville, Tennessee. Kenner Tree Care is proud to support this type of local community broadcasting. A certified arborist insured for your protection, offering removal of dead or problem trees, tree pruning, storm emergencies, tree care, soil conditioning, and tree and stump removal. Contact Kenner Tree Care by phone at 865-686-8344 or by Facebook. Kenner Tree Care. Tree Care, Nature's Play. It's In the Kitchen with Mary Constantine, food writer for the Knoxville New Sentinel. Community and church cookbooks are a favorite of mine because no self-respecting cook would ever share a bad recipe knowing their name was going to be on it. Recently, I was introduced to the Saltville Centennial Cookbook. I was an Appalachian Food Summit working group, and artist and storyteller Amy C. Evans had on display some art that she had created, which was inspired by this book. As soon as I got home, I ordered a copy, and I will tell you, this is one of the best books I've ever read. In addition to interesting recipes, every page has a brief history and a photo of the person that created the recipe. Take, for instance, Homer Davenport. He lived on Red Rock Mountain. Little food grew on that mountain, but it seems parsnips were abundant. So he created a parsnip skillet dish that included wild game that he would harvest from his land. And then there's Gray Olinger Harris. Her tomato pudding recipe was absent any ingredient amounts. Instead, it's just something that the lady made by instinct and prepared on a wood stove in order to feed her family of six. But my absolute favorite story is that of Sarah Ann Gear McIntyre and her much-loved pound cake. Sarah's mother died while giving birth to her. Her father left for the Civil War and never returned. Sarah was raised by her grandmother and aunts. When Sarah married, it was to a widower who had four children. He died before Sarah gave birth to his fifth child. To support herself, she went to work at the Saltville Hotel where she was a cook. Her baked goods were very, very popular, especially her pound cake. So to supplement her income, she started a side business where she made pound cakes until the, quote, blood oozed from around her fingernails, end quote. Her pound cakes were always baked in a heart-shaped pan. So how can I not share this recipe with you? Here you go. You cream one pound of butter until soft. Gradually add one pound of sugar 
and 10 to 12 eggs, making sure to thoroughly incorporate one egg before adding the other. Then you stir in one pound of all-purpose flour that has been sifted before you measured it, a teaspoon of salt, a teaspoon of vanilla, and one teaspoon of almond flavoring. Mix that all together. Beat hard, it says, for 10 minutes. And unless you have Sarah's heart-shaped pan, it's best to pour the batter into a three-quart tube pan. Bake at 325 degrees for about one and a half hours. This is Mary Constantine with the Tennessee Farm Table. We want to say thank you so much for your great company here today on the Tennessee Farm Table. We hope that you can join us again right back here at 9 o'clock at WDVX.com or online at TennesseeFarmTable.com. We're going to set the table with strawberries. Our theme song was written by myself, Amy Campbell, and beautifully performed by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. More information about Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. That's spelled T-H-E-E-M-I Sunshine.com. We want to say thank you to WDVX for bringing to you pure community broadcasting, just like this show. They are our media partner, and we couldn't do this without them. More information at WDVX.com. We'd love to invite you to connect with us on Twitter and Facebook at TennesseeFarmTable.com and check out our podcast. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.